0: When you think about change, how does it make you feel? For me, growing up, it was a running joke in my family that I could not deal with change. I wanted no part in it. I liked things the way that I liked them, and that was that. And you can imagine how well that went when I was in seventh grade and my parents decided to move. Going to a new school and having to meet new friends in middle school, it was not good. The same is true for this time of year around the holidays. There's so many traditions that people have. When I was younger, we would wake up as little kids and come down the stairs and there would be our Santa presents, which were like the unwrapped presents kind of by the Christmas tree. And then we would open our stockings, everything in our stockings, and then we would have a really big breakfast and it would be a really slow morning and I loved this tradition. I loved to savor the whole day of Christmas. We spent our whole day in our pajamas and it was just my favorite day of the whole year. And so that was just a time of the year that like if anybody tried to switch things up or want to do something new, I would put my foot down and say, no, this is perfect the way that we have it. I don't want any changes on Christmas Day. But as I got older, especially when I became a teacher, I realized how necessary change really is. When you're teaching a group of students with all kinds of needs and each year and every group is different from the last, you kind of have to adapt, right? You're constantly pivoting with how you deliver your lessons, what kinds of classroom management you put in place, how you communicate with parents. And so this is when I began to realize how much I was starting to actually like change. Even though it can be hard to do something different when you're used to doing it a certain way, change really is a good thing. It sparks a new excitement in you. So what better time of the year to think about changes that you wanna make than that December, January timeframe, which is where we are at the time of this recording. And if you're listening to this long after this episode has gone live, that is totally okay. Change really is good anytime. So to kind of stay on this topic of change Within your podcast, I want to give you some ideas on how you can make changes to your podcast to re energize it for you and your audience. Welcome to Podcasting for Educators, the podcast that helps TPT authors and other online educators launch and grow their show. I'm Sarah former elementary school teacher turned podcast manager, and I'm on a mission to help you get your podcast out and into the ears of those who need it most. Busy teachers, counselors, literacy specialists, SLPs, parents, and everyone in between. Each week, we'll cover quick tips, strategies, and podcast industry updates so that you can be on top of your podcasting game and gain some new customers along the way. Are you ready? Let's get to it. Okay, so before we get into all of this, I want you to know how much I really, really appreciate you listening to this podcast. It totally makes my day when I get a DM from you letting me know how much you've enjoyed an episode. There's really no better feeling as a podcaster. And one of the best ways to help me share this show is by sharing it on your Instagram stories or sending it to a friend who would benefit from this show. And if you do do that or you've already done that, thank you, thank you, thank you. Alrighty, so when I talk about change in your podcast, I don't want you to think that you have to like burn it all down and start all over. These are not the kinds of changes I'm talking about. I just want you to think about a few things that you can tweak or switch up so that your podcast feels really new and fresh as you begin the new year. Plus, if you never experiment trying new things with your show, how will you know it works? right? So I'm going to give you six really quick and simple ideas that you can try out this year. So one of the first ones that comes to mind is for you to record a new intro and or outro for your show. And (laughs) full disclosure, I have already made tweaks to mine. I don't even have 15 episodes and there was something I wanted to add to my intro and I kind of wanted to change my outro. And if I'm being really honest – when I first made my first outro, I feel like I just sounded like a little too excited, which I was very excited to start my podcast, but I just needed to like take it down a notch to better match my personality. So I've already made tweaks to my intro and outro, and it made me instantly feel better. So think about your intro and outro and how you can change it. Maybe you feel like your intro is too short or too long, so you can kind of tweak the length of it, you can switch up the copy. And then, of course, you can get new music. I think if you're going to redo your intro and outro, go ahead and get new music, and that'll be really fun for your listener, too, because it'll be kind of an unexpected thing when they push play on your podcast. I also think that this is just kind of good to do from time to time because your intro kind of obviously explains who you are, who your show is, and as your business evolves, you evolve and your audience evolves, and the points that you want to get across kind of change slightly. So I just think it's good to kind of stay up to date with this anyway. Number two is to design a new cover art. This can make a huge difference and it really is just a really quick, fun way to bring new life to your show. And you can either create this on Canva yourself. I have a great graphic designer referral that I can give you if you're looking for new cover art. And the best thing is you can change, you can switch out your cover art in your podcast host, and it's pretty much updated on all of the platforms almost instantly. So this is like a really fun, quick way to switch things up. Number three is to create new templates for promoting your show. So these are things like the graphics that you put on your Instagram feed or, your fe- or in your Facebook group, in your Instagram stories, your audiograms, any way that you're using graphics to promote your show, your guest graphics when you have a guest on your show. And this is where you can really do a little bit of reflecting. So think about how you're promoting your show right now. Are you only putting out a graphic once a week the day that your episode goes live that says, new episode, go listen? Because this is what a lot of people do. So if you're doing it, it's totally okay. But I want to make a quick note on this because I always hear from people that when their graphics like this go on their social media, they don't get that much engagement. And this is pretty normal across the board. Even if you go and look at Instagram pages for some of like the really, really big, well-known podcasters, they don't even get that much engagement on these kinds of posts. Okay. And it's because people are used to seeing it week after week. It doesn't feel exciting to them. It's the same graphic every time. And so that's why you should be doing more than just sticking a graphic on your Instagram feed. So you want to be weaving it into your content in other ways on your stories and on your feed in your Facebook group, if you have a Facebook group. And then kind of back to that idea of them not getting as much engagement. That might be the case. However. It still is getting the job done of telling people, hey, I have a new episode out. And that's what it's meant to do, right? Of course, we would love for people to comment on all of these graphics, but chances are they might never be your most popular posts or your posts that get the most engagement. And that's okay. They're still getting the job done of making it clear that when somebody new comes to your Instagram profile and they see graphics that are obviously pointing to the fact that you have a podcast, that's the goal. You don't want people to come onto your Instagram page and have absolutely no idea that you have a podcast. So they do serve their purpose. But what you really need to think about is how can I leverage these posts? How can I make them better? And so one of those ways is thinking about what you're putting in your caption. Are you asking questions that are engaging that people will want to answer? And then think about how you can make them more appealing. So consider switching up your graphics every single week. So have a big collection that you use. Swap out the colors, swap out the design so that it's fresh to the eye every time that you post each week for every new episode. And then think about other ways that you can talk about your podcast on your Instagram feed. So if your regular posts that you're using right now really aren't doing well and you really wanna try something new, then try something new. It doesn't have to be a graphic graphic that says new episode out. You can make a reel for your episodes. You can have a quote from your episode. You can have a video if it's a guest interview or even if it's just you, you can have a video of you recording that episode. So just kind of changing things up, swapping them out every week so that it's not the same thing over and over can be a good way to make things feel a little bit more fresh. Okay, number four is to plan for more guests if there's kind of a caveat here because it depends on the way that your show is running. If you're like hard no, I don't want any guests on my show, I just want it to be a solo show, then that's one thing. But if you are, if you started your show with the intention of having guests on maybe like once a month, but you're not really doing that, this is a good time to really make that commitment to plan for having more guests on. This is something that comes up constantly with my clients. They always want to have more guests on. But it's just a matter of planning for that and, you know, doing the reach out to the person that you want to come on and scheduling everything. Then kind of the weeks go by and you just, you're recording solo episode after solo episode. And so it's just kind of one of those things that gets lost. So this is a good time to think about who you would like to invite onto your show and maybe how often. So make a commitment. If you want to do once a month, then plan to reach out to a few people every month to make sure that you have enough content to put out one guest interview a month. And then think about maybe some of the guests that you've had on. How could you have maybe different kinds of guests? For example, if you are somebody who serves educators, bring on educators who are in the classroom. Maybe people who have gone through your course or they're part of your membership or they've used your resources and you guys can kind of have a conversation about the strategies that they're using in the classroom and Goodness, the struggles that they're dealing with right now in the classroom. There's nothing more relatable to your listeners than bringing people on who are in kind of the same scenario as them. Especially if if you can have kind of like a success story of somebody speaking on a challenge that they've had in the classroom and how they have overcome that challenge. Those are always episodes that do really really well. So that was number four. Number five is to try out a new format. So this is kind of along the same lines. If you have had a solo show up until now, hey, maybe trying guests out would be a good idea. So that's an option. Maybe you have a business bestie that could come on as a co-host with you like once a month. How fun would that be? I've also seen people go from like one episode that's maybe 30 to 45 minutes a week to splitting it up into two episodes and doing like shorter episodes twice a week. I've seen people do... Their normal episode and then do like a five minute Friday episode where it's a really quick, actionable piece of information or story that you want to tell, just something that's really quick to kind of end the week for people. And then another way that you could switch up your format is thinking about how you want to start your show. So maybe you do kind of like a little intro, like I do in mine, and then it goes into your formal episode intro and then your content. Maybe if that's what you're doing now. You could have a clip from the episode as the very beginning. Maybe you wanna have a question that you ask people at the beginning of every episode. Maybe you wanna tell a story at the beginning of every episode. Storytelling is a great thing to incorporate into your episodes. So just think about how you can make tiny tweaks to the structure or the format of your show to switch things up and maybe even align with your content better. All right, and number six is to plan an exciting giveaway. Giveaways are such a great way to create new buzz around your show. I know there's some people out there who don't like the idea of giveaways, but the truth is when they're done well, they work, especially if you're giving away something that is really true to your audience that they would be really attracted to. Giveaways do what they're meant to do, which is get new eyes on your show, and which ultimately in the long run is going to help more and more people. I've never seen a giveaway on somebody's Instagram and said, ugh why is this person doing another giveaway? So I think that if you're going to do a giveaway that is meant to build new buzz around your show, get new eyes on it, then the best way is to have your entry to the giveaway be involved with some sort of sharing. So having people take a screenshot of an episode and sharing it on their Instagram stories or sharing it in a teacher Facebook group or putting it on their Instagram feed or their Facebook feed so that their coworkers will be able to see this podcast that they could really benefit from too. And then in terms of prizes, you can poll your audience and see what they would really love as a prize, a digital product or some sort of way to work with you, a TPT gift card. Those are always really good prizes. And then of course, a bonus entry for people could be to write a review for your show. This is a good time, like if you've had your show for a little while and you've got a little bit of a lull, you haven't really gotten new reviews in a while, people just need reminders. And so you might have people who listen every single week to every single episode and they haven't written a review yet. And that's okay, people forget. Everybody's so busy. So this is just another good opportunity to give them those reminders. Okay, so I hope that these six things gave you some good ideas for how to bring some new life to your show. And just to recap, number one was to record a new intro and outro with new music. Number two, to design a new cover art. Number three, create new templates for your podcast promotion or switch up how you're promoting your podcast, like maybe doing more reels or putting video on your Instagram feed or using quotes from your episode. Number four, plan for more guests. Number five, trying out a new format. And number six, planning an exciting giveaway. Again, don't feel like you have to recreate the wheel on this. Choose one thing that you think would make the biggest difference for you and just try it out. And if you do, send me a message on Instagram at podcastingforeducators. I always love to hear from you and see what you're doing with your podcast. I have some exciting episodes coming up in the next few weeks. So I will see you then. Have a fabulous week. If you have any questions or takeaways from this episode, send me a message on Instagram at podcastingforeducators. I'd love to hear from you. All links and resources mentioned can be found in the show notes at podcastingforeducators.com. Thanks so much for tuning in today. Bye for now.